After over a decade of nonprofit leadership impacting thousands, we hit a wall. We started asking ourselves, how can we go beyond personal success and leave a legacy that lasts far beyond our lifetimes? A job change and a couple pivots in the for-profit leadership later? We're on the search to get that question answered. If you're a leader who cares deeply about supporting nonprofits from the inside or from the outside, this podcast is for you. We believe that the world needs what you are going to leave behind, and it's our passion to help you find that thing and build it. I'm Ted. And I'm Lisa. Welcome to the Legacy Builders Movement. Once upon a time, there was a woman, and she fell in love with a soldier. And the soldier did some really cool stuff, and meanwhile, she was kind of there along for the ride. And then one day, the soldier died. And then later on, she died. Now, that's a kind of a boring story, because she's actually not the hero of this story. Captain America is the hero of the story. And when we follow the events of his life... And what he accomplished in the in the overarching tale of Captain America, suddenly it all makes way more sense and it makes us care a lot more, even about the side characters, because it's all within the context of who the actual hero of the story is, who the hero of the journey is. And in our nonprofits, it's so important that we nail down who the actual hero of the journey is. So that way, when we tell stories to help bring people along into the organization, to grow the organization, to grow the funding and the volunteerism and get people excited and motivated to to uh, pour blood, sweat and tears into accomplishing the vision. When we actually focus on the right heroes of those stories, it's going to have a much bigger impact. So last episode, we talked about what makes a good, compelling story, but specifically, this hero element was so big, we knew we needed to dedicate an entire episode to this. And so we're going to be diving into figuring out who the heroes of your story are, who the heroes of your organization are, and how you can communicate that in a way that gets people pumped about what you're doing. Absolutely. I love this concept because... Um, I think as people, in some ways, we all act as though we're five. Um, We think (laughs) the world revolves around us. We think that we are the main character. We think that we are the ones who are going to make or break everything that could possibly happen in the world. Um, And when you grow into a space where you become a nonprofit leader, there is a certain amount of that responsibility. All of that responsibility is resting on uh, your shoulders and on our shoulders. And we're going, oh, my gosh, how are we going to make this work? And suddenly we feel the need to become the hero. Um, And there is an element to that, but we need to be careful in how we're telling the stories and asking ourselves, am I the hero? Should I be the hero? Is it right for me to be the hero? Is it best for me to be the hero? Um, Because I think a lot of times that hero identity that we try to wear, um, it puts way a lot of pressure on us as leaders um, and Also, it may or may not be best for your organization, even if you're the one making all the decisions. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes, especially if you're the one making all the decisions, Mm -hmm. because if you're not, if you're not actually really in the mind of the people that see your organization within the outside, if you're not actually the hero, it creates this strange disconnect and it breeds distrust on like a subconscious level. And Mm -hmm. people are like, something doesn't add up or match up yep um another thing that 
I see along with organizational leaders kind of taking on the mantle of the hero of the organization. Um, another thing that I see happen quite often with nonprofits is they make the people that they're trying to help the hero of their story, which may or may not be true. Um, and a lot of times they're not. And, and I don't want to like say that they're not important because obviously this is the reason that we do what we do is that we're trying to help people. But the hero of the story is the person who's going through a, like a, a real journey and they're learning stuff along the process and they're developing and growing as a person. They're coming out the other side having like accomplished something. Mm-hmm. And so from our perspective, the hero of the story for most nonprofit organizations is the person who is partnering with the nonprofit. Yes. The donor. The volunteers the staff member, the Mm -hmm. board member, the people who are giving up something of themselves to see the vision accomplished. Yes. And in in that sense, the leaders of the organization are heroes a lot of the time, but that's, that's a hero story that only real, really one person can live out. When we tell a story that other people can jump on board and say, I want to be a hero and they can do that, then you're going to find that more people want to be donors, volunteers. They mm-hmm. want to actually get involved. But you'll find that if you tell the story, whoever you focus on as the hero, you're going to find a lot of people who want to be that yes. in the story. And it's a tricky thing because everyone wants the hero's journey. Um, we were actually talking about this before we start recording. If you look up the hero's journey, it's absolutely fascinating. And I'll let Ted talk a little bit more about that if he wants to. Um yeah. But if you look at, like, the journey of a hero, there are so many different components to it. And everyone wants that. Everyone, at some level, wants to be called into something great and then be able to go through the journey and then come out the other side victorious. Um, But as, like, the leader of the nonprofit, if you decide, I'm the hero of every story, look what I did. Or, yeah, other people accomplished it, but it was really because I did something behind the scenes. Um. What ends up happening is either other people say, I want to be like that because I want the hero adventure. And then your key volunteers get frustrated because they can't be co-leaders of the organization and they'll go find a different organization they can lead in Mm -hmm. or they'll go start their own organization or they'll start looking at you saying, you're saying you're the hero, but the person I volunteered with was here and they put in like 40 hours for this one event. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that they did more work on the ground than you did for the. I don't know if I trust. Maybe you're not actually here, but you're telling me, are you a liar? Like, right. that's what happens is it erodes trust because ultimately there can't be one hero in a nonprofit. And when you make the hero position a position that can only handle one person, eventually people start to look around and say, we're all doing stuff. How come you're the only hero that matters? Mm -hmm. And that's a really dangerous precipice for an organization to walk on because eventually it's going to crumble and fall. It might not crumble and fall right away, but eventually it starts to become a hollow organization and eventually it will collapse. Um, Mm -hmm. And we've seen that multiple times. Maybe you've heard it said before, what you celebrate gets duplicated. Mm -hmm. And in organizations, the, the, the people that we celebrate the most become the heroes Mm -hmm. in people's eyes and so we need to remember and 
and think about, okay, who, who are the actual heroes here? Because, um, in an organization where, um, let's say you help, you help single mothers, uh, get their cars repaired or something. Right. And you want to tell the stories about how the single mothers, you know, came through this really hard part in their life. And then, uh, then their car got repaired and just like, it's made things so much better. It can be tempting to make the single mother the hero of that story. But the hero of the story is the person who repaired the car. It's the organization who allowed it to happen. It's it's that. So um, if you're celebrating the single mother who needs the car repaired, you're going to be over encumbered with people who need their cars repaired and not enough people who can repair cars Mm -hmm. because you're going to duplicate what's being celebrated. Right. And along with that, the single mother is the hero of her own story. She has stuff that she's working through and that she's trying to grow in that obvious that she probably is coming saying like, yes, I need my car repaired. I'm also trying to grow in these other ways, whatever it may be. And so we don't want to say that they're not a hero of a story. Right. But when it comes to your organization, if you put all of the hero pressure on the people who are coming to you looking for reprieve and looking for help, you are putting a load on their shoulders that in this season of life, they might not be ready to carry because they are carrying the expectations of every person involved in your organization as they're watching whether or not they will be successful as heroes. Mm-hmm. You might not even realize that you're doing that. We talked last week about um, the importance of, you know, telling a compelling story and really laying the groundwork for the struggle and then having that moment where they overcome. And that is an important part of the testimonials for the volunteers who are sharing how the organization helped give them purpose and also for the people who are being helped. But in that turn, there has to be a point where they can point back to the organization and have someone in the organization be part of that hero story because we don't want to have people coming to us recognizing and finally putting their hand up saying, yes, I need help. It's a very vulnerable spot. And then putting the pressure on them and saying, well, if you need help, you're the one who has to own your whole own journey. Good luck. (laughs) Figure it out. We'll have some people here, but get going. Like, it's just, it's not a fair dynamic. Right. When we're trying to help people as an organization to put that pressure on people. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the hero of the story really needs to be someone who is going through the hero's journey. um, And your organization in some way is a part of the entire journey as part of the entire process. Yep. And those are the volunteers. Those are your key donors. Those are the people who are involved in actually making your organization work. Um, I'm happy to say it, and I'm sorry to say it. As the leader of the organization, you are not the one making it happen. Right. You are facilitating the structures. You are helping lead the charge. But you without get, your volunteers, it's not going to go. Yeah. You get an incredible honor of having a front row seat to all the change that's able to happen through your organization. But if you, again, if you if you're not careful to make sure that you're not celebrated as the hero of the organization you're going to create an organization of one over time it's going to eventually devolve down back down to you because people are going to duplicate what's celebrated and if the leader is the only real hero they're going to have to be the leader of an organization to ever feel like they can have that self-actualization and actually 
come through the other side of a hero's journey. Mm -hmm. So really quick, I want to just kind of talk through this. You can Google image search and, and like read up on this. Um, Google image search. But yeah, yeah, you can find the hero's journey in like a little graphic or whatever. But uh, there are just like a bunch of different parts to the hero's journey. And now that you've kind of established, okay, the heroes of our organization are the people that are making it happen. And by the way, when you're doing like a, a fundraising event, the donor is the hero. When you're doing a volunteer event, the volunteer is the hero. And you want to make sure your stories celebrate those roles specifically. And when anyone comes to you and says, you're the hero, your automatic response seems to be, thank you so much for the compliment. Let me deflect all of this to this other person who you don't know about, who like mm -hmm. did stuff behind the scenes. Right. Um, it is not necessarily a natural thing because a lot of times we try and like deflect um, praise by saying like, oh no, it was oh, no, nothing. Yeah. It wasn't nothing though. Someone else did the work. <laughs> right. Or it maybe wasn't you did the work, but it's not good for the organization or as leaders for our own egos to say, <laughs> thank you so much for acknowledging that I am the one who made stuff happen. The best habit that you can get into as a leader is saying, Thank you so much, but oh my gosh, wasn't so-and-so awesome? Did you see what they did? Mm -hmm. Make someone else the hero as often as you absolutely can, um, mm -hmm. because it is the best way for your organization to continue in a healthy pattern um, versus, I don't, oh my gosh, seeing people try and put themselves in that position is, it's amazing how fast it can cause just... Problems, big yeah, problems. Yeah, it's like dry rot in a house. It just... Yeah. It's bad. So <clears throat> now that you kind of established that the people who are involved with your organization, they're the ones that you're wanting to, you know, continually remind that they're the heroes. Mm -hmm. This is why you want to remind them of that, because it's going to encourage them to actually walk through a hero's journey. And you want your volunteers, you want your donors, you want your people to walk through a hero's journey because it's a development of who they are as a person. They come through the other side of it able to accomplish more and be more and do more to affect change. So in the beginning of the hero's journey, there's always a call to adventure. There's always a call to action where they agree to it. and They say, yes, I'm going to do it. And by the way, hero's journey, like you can see this everywhere. You can find it in scripture. You can find it in movies. You can find it in great books and stories and adventure stories. But there's always a call to an adventure. And there's some kind of like supernatural aid that comes along, something outside of themselves that kind of gives them a push saying, like, you can do this, okay? Then through that, they, they have to kind of walk over a threshold, like, of some kind of, like, challenges, an initial threshold uh, where they're walking outside of the known and into the unknown. In Lord of the Rings, this is when Samwise is standing at the edge, and he's like, one more step, Master Frodo, and this will be the farthest from home I've ever been. That's the threshold is that moment right there. So they actually have to take that step over that, maybe this is the first time that a donor is giving. Maybe this is the first time that a volunteer is showing up and they don't know anybody else who's serving and they're nervous about it, right? And then there are helpers and mentors a long way through the challenges and temptations of being the hero. And the that's extremely important to remember. If you keep this in mind that the heroes of your organization, which are the donors, the volunteers, the board members, the staff members, they need helpers and mentors mm -hmm. along the way to make it through this is going to help you to make sure that they are cared for really really well through the process and not just left and abandoned then there's usually going to be 
a point where it gets really, really hard. There's always going to be a point where somebody who is giving regularly has something tragic happen in their lives or something. They lose their job or whatever. And now they can't give the way they used to. Mm-hmm. Right. Or maybe they're volunteering and all of a sudden, like just something happens and they just they can't serve. And it it breaks people's heart when they love to serve. And all of a sudden they can't for whatever reason. Maybe they have to move. Maybe something like that. Right. And just knowing that eventually that's going to happen, be prepared so that way you can help the heroes of of your organization to break through to the other side of that and experience the rest. Yeah, a lot of times we call it like a form of rock bottom. And we recognize it when people are in recovery that oftentimes people will hit a rock bottom or they'll reach a moment where they're like, this is bad. Something has <laughs> to change. Like I got growth, but like this is bad. Um, but we need to know that Every volunteer in our organization, every donor in our organization, every person who um, decides that they want to follow that call to adventure and join our organization as part of that is going to hit some sort of massive rock bottom. You can call it rock bottom. You can call it a wall. You can call it burnout. You can call it that moment when something comes over them and they're like, I just don't even know how I'm going to get through this. I don't know how I'm going to function anymore. I just, I feel like it's all too much. I just don't even know. And it isn't always logical, but they have this moment. And sometimes as leaders, we're like, what is happening? You need to know that if you are bringing people through the hero's journey and that they are developing under your leadership, every single person will walk through this. Yep. This is usually going to be like little little moments of this are probably going to happen very consistently with people as they do something for the first time without help. Yeah. So if you look at the hero's journey, you can see that there's the mentorship and the helper helper along the way. And all of a sudden the helper is gone. So this is like when Gandalf like gets sucked down into the pit. I keep going back to Lord of the Rings. This is such a great example of this. But this is when Gandalf gets sucked down into the bottom of the pit or like when um, when Morpheus gets captured in the Matrix and then Neo has to like figure out how to become the hero, because this is the moment when they move from being someone who is like an apprentice to being someone who's like, I'm doing this. And this mm-hmm. is when the transfer of ownership happens a lot of times in an organization when they stop saying, oh, I give to this organization. They say, like, I support my organization. Yes. Like they start owning it. And it's like this is the time when they're going to start telling everybody about it. This is going to be the time when they really feel like. Yeah. This matters more than just a way to make me feel good. This or matters they go because from it's a like, part of me. Oh, yeah. I volunteer sometimes, too. Yeah, my role here is. Yes. This is my event. This is what I do. These are my volunteers. When someone takes that ownership, there has been something in them that has changed that's gone from an outward thing, from something outside of them to something that they're like, I, like my identity has shifted Mm -hmm. to include what it is that I do here. And that process is a huge process. And usually right around that process is when something happens and something hits the fan. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, crap, it's the fan at that point. But yeah, they, you know, they'll take on like a mantle of ownership, of leadership, of stepping into a new level of giving or generosity or something. Maybe they, for the first time, start sharing on social media about what what it is that they're a part of. Because they, they've gone from like, this is a cool idea to like a transfer of belief. And now they're like, I believe this, Mm -hmm. you know, wholeheartedly. I've seen it. Um, And then from there, then 
it's kind of a return back to the known, but they they're they're entering back into the world like uh, where they used to be before they met your organization, before they took that call to action. But now they're changed. Now they're different, and they can be ready for a new journey, mm-hmm. whatever that might look like. But it's important if we recognize who the heroes of the organization are, and this is why it's so important that we recognize who the heroes are. You have the ability as the leader of the organization to help facilitate that with the donors and the volunteers. You don't have the ability to facilitate that perfectly for the people you're trying to help Mm -hmm. and or or people who are outside the organization. Right. Because part of it coming from that moment where everything just goes really bleak to the return is like the whole process of transformation. And sometimes with people that we're able to help, we may or may not be a part of the whole process. Oftentimes, we're more there for like a moment versus the journey. Um, most organizations don't help someone from the beginning of hitting a point to the end. Usually, you're there for um, a piece of the journey until you connect them either with another organization or until you're kind of like, sweet, we got you through this point and you're kind of back on your feet. And now you're off into the next thing. Um, most organizations don't handle every single part of it. And so you might be, instead of it being like they're the hero and you're there for the whole journey, oftentimes in those moments, you are acting as the mentor or the helper mm-hmm. as they are on their own journey. Yep. And so we need to be careful because if we don't recognize that the volunteers in our organizations are on that journey, when they have that oh crap moment, and then they're kind of trying to figure out what that transformation looks like, Because a lot of people, when they hit that moment, just want to bail. Mm -hmm. And as leaders, we need to recognize, okay, there's something going on here. You're hitting this moment. Chances are you're kind of at that point where you're about to change and grow into the next part. And this is why you started the journey. Like, Mm -hmm. you're right about at that point of breakthrough. And we're actually in the whole process with them. But they can be forgotten if we get the hero wrong. And if we mistake our role in what it is. If we see ourselves as the hero, we might see them going through an issue as our pit Mm -hmm. of despair or whatever and say, okay, how am I going to get through this? Yeah. And then we start manipulating people or whatever it might be to try to make our situation better so we can come out the other side transformed. Um, But in those moments when we recognize like they, this is, this is their moment of truth really where you can you can back off and you can say, oh, you know what? Just go ahead and quit. It's okay. Like, that's not what they need either. Mm-hmm. And, but they also don't need you to say, you know what? Just tough it out. Like, you'll make it through. Like, they need so much care in mm-hmm. that moment to, like, they need to remember where how far they've come. Yep. You know, they need to be reminded, like, look at what you've accomplished. I don't want you to feel like you haven't accomplished anything. You have done so much. And it's been so awesome. Let's make some changes so you can get through the other side of this, but like adjusting along with them to help them get through so they can take a heroic step. Because that's really what it takes at that point is for them to take a heroic step Mm -hmm. and a step of faith or whatever you might want to call it to really step outside their comfort zone and say, okay, I'm, I've got this. I can, I can find a way to give, to continue to give like I've been giving or I can find a way to to volunteer or to raise up somebody else or like whatever. There are so many ways to make it through that that uh, that pit part mm-hmm. of the hero's journey. But uh, it involves us being as leaders creative and caring in the process. Yes. 
And having been with them long enough that when they hit that point, we're able to see where they are in the journey and what they've been trying to do. We've seen people who are coming through a point where they're like, we want to start leading. And so we'll come in for a season, help them develop that spot. And then they kind of get to the point where they're like, we're, we think we're ready to go. We're kind of ready to go. Are we ready to go? And they're in that unknown of, I think we can lead, but we're not sure. And we have to be very careful as leaders not to say you're not ready because that'll squash anything while also not pushing them so far so fast that they completely just flame out. And they're like, Mm -hmm. we can't even do this. And so it takes an amount of knowing what that person's like journey looks like, what the goal is, what they originally felt called to, and then helping to not do it for them, but talk them through. You're the one who wanted to be a leader. So as a leader, here are the next few steps. Let's break down step one. Let's break down step mm-hmm. two. Let me let me guide you through this so that the next time you're in this position, you've done it before and now you just know. Now it's a part of who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not easy. <laughs> no, it takes a ton of work. And it you... takes a ton and it's, it's tiring mm-hmm. as a leader. It's a lot easier just to say, oh, they'll figure it out. They're adults. Right. But as a leader, like as much as our organizations function to help the people we're trying to help, often the people that we are doing the most benefit for are the people who are partnered with us. Yeah. And sometimes we forget that. Yeah. Now, if you're listening to all this, you're like, oh, my gosh, like that is way too much work for me to do <laughs> as the leader. You're you're right. It is way too much work for one person. And this is why it's so important for each person person in the organization to have a couple people that they're mentoring just a couple and a couple people that are mentoring them like Mm -hmm. it's so important to have that and so if you have 10 people in your organization you're like i am not walking through the hero's journey with these people right now with any of them you need to pick two or three and walk through the hero's journey with them like i mean if it helps you can pull up the infographic and you can do it that way or you can just kind of like figure out kind of where they're at and just kind of help them process through. But especially if you're the leader of the organization, it might be helpful for you to kind of train them in the process also of walking through the hero's journey with people so they can they can mentor a couple people and now you've hit all 10 people in your organization. So it's a really important thing to train on just understanding how do we, this is how we care for and develop people in the organization because we don't want to, I mean, we want to leave a legacy We don't want to just build an organization that when we're gone, it's done. Mm -hmm. We want it to live on, right? So this is how we do it, is by walking alongside, caring, and developing the heroes of the story. Yes. That's so good. Um, Is there anything else that you want to add to that? I just wanted to uh, ask a quick question of the the people that are listening today. Perfect. And that's this. Who is one person in your organization that needs to be celebrated as the actual hero of the organization and how are you going to do it? That is an important question you need to be asking regularly, but we're going to ask it right now and put a plan in process to actually make that happen in the next couple weeks, because you're going to find that as you celebrate those heroes, you're going to have a lot of other people stepping up to the plate and saying, I want to be like that. Mm-hmm. I want to, I want to start to serve. I want to start to lead. I want to start to donate in a, in a bigger way. Um, and that happens when we recognize the real heroes. That happens when we ask the question and actually do the work of developing them. Uh, we would love 
to hear of any other questions that you've got about this, or if you just want to kind of share a story of how this concept is working in your organization, we'd love to hear from you. You can send us an email to office at LegacyBuildersintl.com. Thanks for listening to the Legacy Builders Movement. If you appreciate this podcast and find that it's valuable, the best way that you could help us is to subscribe and leave us a rating and review. To learn more about Legacy Builders, go to LegacyBuildersInternational.com. That's LegacyBuildersIntl.com. 